Hi, I'm Mark Champagne, and I'm about to have a productive conversation with Mike Vardy. Welcome to A Productive Conversation. It's me, Mike Vardy, and I get to talk to yet another Canadian on the program today and have a productive conversation with Mark Champagne. Mark is the author of Personal Socrates, which is a book that I received as a gift from my friend Mike Schmitz. It's a great book. I go into how the book was made uh, through Baron Fig, through their new book imprint, Lots of cool stuff that we discussed there. But Mark, what he does is he unpacks the mental fitness practices and reflective questions that are shaping the lives of some of the most successful and brilliant thinkers in the world, both past and present. He gets into that in the book. The book itself is a best-selling book, and it explores the pointed questions uh, that uh, stimulate our mental fitness and teach us how to direct our internal narrative to work for us instead of against us. So you know we're going to talk about journaling you know that we're going to talk about the questions that matter and why questioning matters at all. So much more. Here we go. Let's get into this conversation. Here's my productive conversation, a productive conversation with Mark Champagne. Enjoy. Mark, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I can't wait just with that that start. We're going to have a blast. So for those of you listening to the actual <laughs> podcast recording, um, it took uh, three takes. Now, to be fair, you have not you did not take the longest to get that right. So just okay. know that. Just know that. OK. Um, but we did not hear our typical Ontario. Uh, you, you've spent enough time outside of Ontario because people people think that the Canadian accent would say about it's like, oh, everyone says a boot. That's not true. Um no. It can be pronounced, like it can get that way, but uh, you're based where? You're just outside of Toronto, right? Yeah, I'm in uh, a couple hours hours outside of Toronto in Collingwood, Ontario. I did live in Toronto for a number of years and lived in Montreal as well, but we are in Collingwood. Um, For anyone that is on the West Coast, I'd say we have the fake mountains over here, but at least I'm skiing and snowboarding on something. But it's definitely not the West Coast Rockies. No, and this is, I mean, again, I'm on the West Coast of Canada in, in Victoria. Yeah, we have, I mean, even the mountains on the island are more impressive. I used to live in a place called Hamilton, which is not too far from Toronto. And they called it Hamilton Mountain. When you go back there, you're like, mm, not really. <laughs> it's a bump. It's a, it's a little it's, bit of a bump. It's a, it's, it's a cliff <laughs> at best, at best. Um, Mark, the, I've been looking forward to having this conversation with you for a while. Um, I have in my hands, um, my friend Mike, I think it was, was it Mike Schmitz that gave this to me? My friend Mike Schmitz from the podcast Bookworm. Oh, yeah. And we're yeah. good friends. He gave uh, me a copy of this as a gift, which I was going to get anyway, because I, we're going to talk about the building of this book too, because we've had Joey on the program before, Joey Cafone from Baron mm-hmm. Fig. And... Uh, the building of this book itself, the craftsmanship that goes into it, it's, you know, it's it's fantastic. But the book is called Personal Socrates, Questions That Will Upgrade Your Life from Legends and World-Class Performers. And right out of the gate, I want to ask you, because I think a lot of people don't take time for questioning. They, they're, they're so frenetic with the pace of the world, their day, what have you, that yeah. they don't, that thoughtfulness and mindfulness sometimes is removed from the equation. So why do we need to take time for questions and questioning? Like, why does it matter? Well, I think you nailed it at the very end of your statement where people, because we all ask questions. It's just, are we asking the right questions and are we asking intentional questions? That's the difference. And you mentioned that at the very end. I think, 
I want to give us ourselves some credit because we're we're living and operating in a society that is not really conducive to slowing down to ask questions. It's always the next thing. It's always the next meeting. And as soon as you flip on any type of content, we're getting hit hard with, with post after post. So it's just, we're operating in this very fast base, fast paced world where, I mean, obviously given the topic of the show, where, um, doing the most in the, in the, you know, least amount of time is still really celebrated, which uh, just knowing the show, I'm assuming we, we probably agree on, on a different definition on, on how to work. Yeah. So with that all being said, it's no surprise that, you know, the default operating state is like frantic or, you know, we feel like we're in states of, of anxious thoughts and, and looping narratives and so forth. And like things are just moving so fast. So what it takes though, I think is that, we need to find a relatable narrative and whether that's a book like uh, what, what I put out there or stoic philosophy or whatever it is that lights you up just to pause for even a minute to ask some good questions. Then all of a sudden we can surface some clarity, slow down because we have all the answers. It's just, we don't let them surface. Right? So I think that's why, I mean, we're all born asking a million questions, right? That's how we learn how to walk and move and and get around in life. And then at one point we start asking fewer and fewer questions until usually we hit some sort of wall, metaphorical wall, something explodes in our lives and we're forced to ask questions. And and a lot of us have been forced just given everything going on with the pandemic. It's forced a lot of, of global reflection, I would say. Um, But we don't have to wait for these, 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 like life-changing, altering events. We can slow down, build it into our routines on a daily basis that doesn't take very long and stack that into our current rituals and routines just to be a little bit more self-aware and then it just keeps it keeps snowballing from there in a good way. Uh, I recently tweeted, you know, as we're recording this, um, one of Socrates' quotes because and we're going to talk about the Socratic uh, method because some people don't may, may not be familiar with it yeah. and I'll get you to address it in a minute. But there was a quote, beware the barrenness of a busy life. And that, man, like to, to be, you, you mentioned that we probably have a you know simpatico in terms of how we think about working and being more intentional. And like yeah. I've said this before, it bears repeating, productivity is not about efficiency and effectiveness. Those are byproducts. Productivity is about the alignment and the active linking of intention and attention. Simple yes. as that, pure and simple. And if, you're, if your attention is on something you didn't intend, then you're going to end up in a place you didn't want to go and you're going to wonder how you got there. And, and if, you're, you know, if, if your intention doesn't get the attention it deserves, then you're going to you know, languish. You're going to, why didn't I get this thing done? Oh, right, because I didn't, give, you know, I didn't point it in that direction. Um, let's talk about why the Socratic method has played such a role, not just in the building of this book, but just in mm. your life. Well, I'm, I'm I'm glad you had Joey in the show because Joey actually has a lot to say or a lot to do with how this. Uh, first of all, the book title, and and the link with the Socratic method. I've I've known Joey for for quite some time, and we first met when I was running uh, one of the first guided journaling apps uh, in in the app world around around the time when all the big meditation apps were taking off, like Calm and Headspace. And I linked up with Joey and the team at Baron Fig around that time just looking for print services and so forth. 
And when we were chatting about fast forward, essentially five years later, we're chatting about this, the, the book and, and the concept that I had just started outlining and, and mapping the idea. And I was telling him about the podcast as well that I, that I still host behind the human and how all of my work centers around collecting and curating these, these questions that anyone's asking, you know, whether they're Olympians or, you know, successful entrepreneurs or designers, writers, technologists, like it didn't matter who it was. They were all asking these really impactful questions and they'd ask a big question then a, you know, question that would, would, would follow suit and it would just continue to unpack to get to the core of things. And I remember Joey saying, he's like, oh, so you're, you're talking about the Socratic method. I said, I never really thought about it that way. I'm like, I know of Socrates, like yep. most people probably listening. And that's about as far as uh, I went. Unlike, you know, Joey, I didn't, I didn't have a minor in philosophy. So, uh, <laughs> so Joey and I had a good chat. And then he, he, he follows it up by saying, this book should be named Personal Socrates. And I said, Joey, absolutely not. I, I am not a philosopher. I don't want this book to feel like some sort of philosophy book in, in some capacity where it, like I was just thinking, oh, it's going to be really dry and this and that. And, and I apologize for any philosophy majors out there. Uh, it's a huge part of my life, but I'm painting a, uh, uh, a different light on it right now. Until And, and I, I continued down that track until I started to look into Socrates. And, you know, to go past the surface myself. So I was asking the questions and, and following my curiosity, saying, like, who is this guy? What's the deal? And um, it didn't take very long, Mike, but it was like, it's pretty impressive that almost since the beginning of time, we're using a method that is still around, mm -hmm. invented by, you know, Socrates. We're not necessarily doing it intentionally, but we are doing it in some capacity. So... How is it that a method has stood the test of time and what can we do to modernize it so we can be a little bit more intentional with the questions and so that the narratives match present day? Right. And that's when I started to get really excited about it and to, to just unpack, okay, well, let's look at the, 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 the Socratic method, what scholars were saying about it and back in those days too, what Plato and, and so forth, what they were saying about that method and take it and boil it down to something so simple that we don't have to think about it. And that really links to what you just said around productivity as well is step one, asking questions to get clear. We need to know where we're at, where we're heading, whether that's personally, who am I, who am I striving to become or professionally, what's the outcome of this project or what's the, the desired outcome, Put, plant the goalposts. And then after that, questions to, to make sure that we're taking intentional actions. Do my habits, do my systems, do they support the person I'm striving to become or are they pushing me farther away from that person? And the third part just happens by default. There's an expansion of possibility when that happens because now you can see the path because you've taken that time to get clear. You've designed and adjusted your workflow, your life, everything in, in your, your realm of control to support that path. And then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, obviously, you know, that's the path or that's the conversation or someone starts to call that. You're like, oh, that seems like the timing is quite interesting on that one. Well, it's because you're doing the things to support those um, those outcomes. Yeah, I, I have a question lined up and I'm going to get to it in a minute. It has to do with journaling because you talked about the journaling app. And I remember yeah. going through the introduction and things like that. I want to talk about journaling a little bit. But Edward 
who's a member of Time Crafting Trust Premium oh, that's on the live stream, has a question. He goes, what are the most powerful questions that others have asked you? And who were they? Maybe that asked those questions. <laughs> so I'll, I'll think of a few of them. But, I mean, the one that comes to mind that's most prominent it's it's always ironic because this is the question I, I've asked probably about 300 people now, and it's how I start my show, and it's just, who are you? And the question, you know, I can't, I can't really think of the, you know, who asked me this. I've been asked a few times, but whenever I have that question flip back at me, because I've thought about it, but it, it evolves, right? Like if you think about who you are today, it's probably a, a different, a little bit of a different answer than who you were maybe 12 months ago. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're obviously through line characteristics and, and, and qualities and so forth that follow us throughout our whole life, but we evolve. And I always, I'm always taken back when I'm asked that question as if I've never thought about it. I'm like, ah, oh, that's a good, you know, that's a, that's a good question because it serves as a good check-in. You know, for me, it's a check-in on, I've spent the time identifying like who I'm striving to become and where I'm trying to head and, and so forth and doing a lot of work to, to make sure that I'm heading down that direction. But always, this always serves as the check-in on, am I, actually, you know, am I still that person or am I, am I evolving into, um, you know, that, the, the world that I'm trying to create, for example. So, you know, that's the most practical question. Um, well, let's drill down on it a little bit because who asked you that question? Like, who asked you that question first that made you kind of like, because I know that, you know, the most common question people ask is like, so what do you do, right? Like, it becomes not not the who are you, but what do you do, right? It's like the activity versus yeah. like the, the doing versus the being, right? Like, I guess. So the question yeah. is, is I know that, you know, if I was to walk up to someone in a party setting and say, you know, like the typical, hey, what do you do? How's work? But if I was like, who are you? They'd either go, well, you don't know who I am, or they, or they yeah. would say, like, they'd, they'd give me a bit of a side-eye glance, right? So when yeah. you who asked you that question first, and what was your, like, was your initial reaction like, oh, or was it like, like, what? how did that feel for you? Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. Welcome to the world of 1Password, where your entire company can generate strong, unique passwords, store them securely, and access them across any device without ever needing a reset. Imagine never having to click Forgot Password again. With 1Password's award-winning design, managing passwords becomes a breeze for you and your entire team. It's trusted by millions, including top companies like IBM and Slack. Here's the best part. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepassword.com slash ProductiveConvo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. 
Well, I can, you know what, let's, let me, let me give you a different question because it, sure. the, the question before that one is, is this one. Okay. And, um, the question before that one was posed to me by, uh, Chip Conley, yep. uh, a well-known author and, uh, you know, someone doing really great work in the, the modern elder category as he just defines it. And it was during a time when uh, my life was was on fire, essentially, in all the wrong ways. I was shutting down that journaling app that I was I mentioned in the beginning. Um, things were very uncertain, a lot of anxiety. First time in my life, I didn't have a plan forward. And I remember emailing Chip. I had interviewed him once at that point. And I, I just explained what happened. I said, do you have any advice? And Chip just replied back, he always replies with very short emails. And this was probably the most impactful one-liner that he, that he ever uh, gave me. And he just said, well, what do you want for your life? And that question, Mike, you know, if I ask that question to myself right now, it serves as a really good check-in and it links really well with that. Who are you and who you're striving to become? But in that moment, that was the question that literally paused the, the, the track to deep depression. And I don't, if, if he had not asked that question, I, I don't know where, where the path would have taken me. Hopefully it would have been somewhere near here, but right. definitely would have been a more of a windy road because that question paused my looping thoughts long enough to start to get clear to then ask other questions. Well, if this is what I want, then what do my days look like? Right. How do I set up my days? Who do I need to speak with? You know, what would that look like? How would I feel? If that's, if that's what I want for my life. And again, following that Socratic method before even knowing that it was really the Socratic method, um, it, it started to map a plan because there was a, like I said, I think there was the first time in my life where I didn't have a plan forward. And that question allowed for a plan to start to, to be generated, motivation, hope to come back. And I think a year and a half later is when I started writing the book and, um, it's funny. Every, I'm looking at it right now. I mean, Chip's on the cover of it. So it's uh, with a blurb, which I couldn't have think of a, a better full circle moment. Yeah. Uh, the, the blurb, by the way, is personal Socrates is where ancient wisdom means meets modern day mental fitness. And, you know, it's interesting as you're talking about that. I'm like, obviously, that question was a pattern break to a degree because yeah. you didn't expect it. Secondly, it yeah. led to the who are you? And much like yeah. you said about the who are you question, the question Chip asked you the answer will also change depending on where you're at in your life. So that question is to me, I'm imagining to you as well, a question that is not like a one and done. It's not a one and no. done. Most aren't right. No, no, it's not one and done. And I think that's where we, you know, we, again, because if we let our minds go uh, onto default mode, it's, it, we're always going to be pointed into a fear state survival mode, just given the surroundings that we have. So we have to consciously set our, our lives up and, and make sure we have the habits and the systems and the environment around us to support who we are or who we're striving to become, right? And, and, and understanding, okay, well, if this is what it is, like, again, coming back to that question, if this is what I want for my life, well, if, I'm, if I don't check in with myself either, either at the end of the day or uh, what I would say probably one of the most uh, effective check-in practices is, is kind of mid-afternoon on a Friday, mm -hmm. um, three questions. What did I learn this week? What would I have changed this week? And what can I celebrate about this week? Those three questions take 10, 15 minutes and can ever so slightly just course correct the journey. 
And without those, that's when you find yourself on a whole other mountain and you get to the top and you're like, shit, I climbed the wrong mountain, <laughs> right? <laughs> how, did, how did that happen? How did I get so far down this track? And that's where I, I really, you know, I'm biased obviously, but that's where I really believe good quality questions can help really make sure that we don't end up in those positions. And, and even if we do, how we can course correct and swing over to the, the appropriate mountain. Let's circle back to journaling now, because that is, to me, one of the most, again, I, I, I've said this so many times, it's a hill or a mountain I'm willing to die on. Journaling is most, one of the most undervalued and underused productivity implementations that we have, right? Because yeah. it, it leads to, like you said, it leads to those questions. I'm curious, um, for those that struggle with it or dismiss it, which is a form of struggling with it, I would imagine, right? Yeah. What What would you do? Having built an app that, you know, and obviously, I think if I remember correctly, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you close the app down not because, hey, journaling is dead. It was just there was a lot of other things going on. I mean, I use the Reflection app by Holstie, which I, they just actually, as of this recording, they just did a bit of a retrofit to it. They, yeah, they nice. you know. They, they made some upgrades to it. They've got questions within it that lead to like monthly reviews and annual reviews and things like that. Yeah. A lot of them don't have. And the Holstein folks are quite, I mean, they're they, great. the Holstein manifesto. I mean, I mean, that's where most people would know them from, but journaling, why, what would you say to somebody who a is they've been on the fence with it or they've tried it and dropped it? Like, how do you get someone to recognize? Cause it's true. The benefits of it so that they can get, Make sure they're climbing the right mount. Make sure they can course yeah. correct quickly and easily. Yeah. Well, first, I think we need to blow open the definition of, of journaling or at least let go of any past definition you may have had of it. Because just like what I'm talking about with society and so forth, there is a bit of a Hollywood version of journaling, which typically, and I used to get this all the time when I was running the app, um, revolved around this idea of, oh, you're speaking of the 12-year-old girl writing about the boy at school in her diary, which there's nothing wrong with that. But no, not necessarily. I'm talking about people that are taking time to reflect on some pretty powerful questions or just taking time to think. Mm. And when you think of journaling from that perspective, the definition then for me for journaling is just reflection. And now when, when, when you take that into account, that opens up a whole other slew of options to journal. It doesn't just have to be pen to paper. There's good science to support that, um, but it can be in an app. It can be leaving yourself an audio note or taking a walk in silence and just leaving with a question or to think. That's all journaling. So we all journal. Mm -hmm. Again, we just don't typically do it intentionally. That's the difference, yep. right? So I would, I would just suggest for, for people to try it out, you know, just first, and it's easier to start with questions. You know, you, you, there, there are different forms. I mean, you can free write and just kind of empty your mind and so forth. But I, I find, and coming back to Chip, he, he, um, he's one of the chapters in, in the book and some of his questions have been really helpful for myself, but just taking some time in the morning to check in with yourself, right? How am I feeling today? One word. Do I feel anxious? Do I feel, you know, uh, tightness in my chest? Like, where do I feel that? Sometimes just asking that question lightens the whole emotional roller coaster. And you can do that while your coffee's brewing or your tea's steeping. And then don't stop there, though. Then set the intention of, well, how do I want to show up today? 
we typically don't decide that we want to show up miserable or that we want to show up low energy. We say, I want to show up, you know, energized, happy, grateful, whatever it is. But you set that intention. And even if you just start there, which so far, everything I describe is probably going to take you under, under uh, two minutes, you'll start to notice the benefits. And then you start layering in those other practices, like I said, on end of the week where you're just three questions, just checking in. All right, how am I doing? What's going on here? Gratitude. Anytime, just anyone listening, anytime you're, the next time your mind loops, because it, it will, we, we all have looping thoughts. Something throws us off. You get an email that irks you or, or rubs you the wrong way, or you start reading into it like, oh, did I not send the right information or whatever, whatever it is. Notice that that's happening which a journaling practice or any of these mental fitness practices will help you become more self-aware. Once you notice it's happening, then just pause and loop into a gratitude practice. Think of someone in your life that you would like to give credit or thanks to that you haven't given credit or thanks to in a long time. Just send them a message. Hey, I was just thinking about you. I hope you have a great day. That's it. They're probably going to get that message. You've made their day. They'll write back and say something. Wow, you made my day. Thank you for sending that. Now they've made your day. And what's not happening while that whole cycle is happening is you're not looping. Mm. So fast. Seconds. But when we don't do that, we flip into this loop that can literally hijack our entire day and throw everything else off. And sometimes days, weeks, and years. That's how all this stuff starts to, to stack. And as Chip Conley says... It's the psychic toll that we collect day, day, over, day after day when we don't do these check-ins and just release and just blow out you know, the, the mental clutter that's, that's accumulating. Yeah. Again, it gets back to that quote, beware the barrenness of a busy life. Like if you're so, yeah. if you don't, if the barrenness part is the, the zest, the joy, the, the human part, yeah. and busy can mean, I mean, if you look up that word busy, there's a lot of definitions. And I think all of them have nicely combined into occupied, uh, you know, foolish, uh, you know, foolish thoughts around busyness. Like there's lots of that there. Barrenness literally means like emptiness. And, and when you, when you do something like that, I actually have in my to-do list, a, a YouTube video about this too. Um, it says make a difference in someone's day. That's on my to-do yeah. list. Now people, again, you don't have to go that far. Like I do that because I know that in the pace of the day, I need that, that stop. I need that like, yeah. oh, right, I, this is important. Totally. And, and by putting it on there, I, I know I'll do it. Like I know yeah. it will get the attention it deserves. I can't tell you how many times people have said, well, why would you put, shouldn't you just do that naturally? I'm like, are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now, you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Probably, you can't rely but on I your can't. mind to do that. <laughs> I can't. No, no I and that's can't. not a knock against you. Can, no. can I give an example sure. that just happened? Absolutely. So this last Friday, I did uh, a 12-hour walk challenge. 
I had interviewed uh, a guy by the name of Colin O'Brady. He's like a 10-time world record uh, explorer adventurer crossing Antarctica and so forth. And he just realized in all these expeditions that it's that time in silence by yourself that a lot of stuff, you know, is cleared out, then reflections and insights come up. So he's like, how can I make this more accessible to everyone? So he came up with the idea, 12-hour walk, no music, no podcasts, no connection, just walk for 12 hours. And which was quite the, you think just walking, and I consider myself a fairly fit individual, but let me tell you, uh, you know, halfway through, I was like, this is going to be interesting, you know, to make my way home. But what I noticed right away, I started at six in the morning, was ending at 6 p.m. There was, this wasn't a race. There was no tracking on time, pace, any of it. It's just here's tracking your distance essentially in, in time. That's it. But you're, I wasn't being compared to anyone. Naturally, without even thinking about it, my mind was going to, I need to get downtown by this time. And all of a sudden my legs start to, to speed up and so forth. And I remember thinking, why? Like there's, there's no, there is no reason for me to get anywhere at any time. I could just walk in a circle for 12 hours and I would have accomplished the, the objective. But then I thought, well, of course, because the standard day, I'm always running from one meeting to the next or conversation. And when, when those days uh, are a little lighter on the meetings, then I'm trying to figure out, well, how do I finish my work in between those meetings? And it's always a rush finish the day. Next thing you know, I'm rushing to make sure that I'm done. So we have uh, dinner on time with the kids, clean the kitchen, rush to the baths, just so we can have a couple hours just to relax before going to sleep. And, you know, I, I, I have the practices, you know, to usually to be self-aware, but it, it took some sort of break like that mm-hmm. to your point on just putting something on the to-do to just cut the cycle. And, you know, now I've got some data uh, again, some clarity. Well, how can I make some changes so that you know, that my life doesn't feel so rushed, even though I didn't even realize it, but it took that walk to do that, right? So we have to, you know, if, if we don't give ourselves those opportunities to, to still the mind so that these things can come up, then we just, we fall onto autopilot yep. and just keeps going. And, and the autopilot isn't just the autopilot of what's inside our mind, but the external demands, like the external, because exactly. it's us against, you know, it's us against... It's our mind against everything else. Now, I want to go, speaking yeah. of, you know, going through things, like a 12-hour walk, some people be like, I can't do that. That doesn't mean you, you you need to do something like that. It's not like you need to, there's there's other ways to do it, obviously. Um, reading the book, you know, I'm taking it apart. If you're on the YouTube channel, if you're watching uh, the, uh, as a Time Crafting Trust premium member, you can see this book is beautifully crafted. I mean, I expect nothing less Thank from you. Baron Fig uh, as well. Um, there's a nice little bookmark which I put back in its uh, little holder. Always nice to get a bookmark. Um, and uh, personal Socrates, of course, the book itself is well put together. Um, I've actually written some stuff inside because I, whenever I get a new oh, book, I always right. like to kind of... Um, there's a couple things I want to ask you about. Yeah. First off, the pages left in the bottom <laughs> of the... That's, that's Joey. Okay. That's you know, 100% Joey. Do you know why? Why, why was that decision made? Why was that choice made? Because, I mean, again, this is emblematic of, like, a well-crafted – it's a joy to, like, go through the book, the paper, the, all that stuff. And, the, and and we're not even just – I'm not I'm talking about, like, the build, but then also the actual content as well, which we'll get to <laughs> yeah, just before we that. wrap up. But, I mean, that little piece, I'm like, oh. because And this directly correlates to the I have to get downtown. I have to hurry to get that. Yeah. Like the pages left, it almost feels like, oh, well, I only have two more pages to read. 
there's almost that that level there. So can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Well, I mean, I know. I think I, from from my understanding, I'm pretty sure the concept just came up. He said, you know, why why isn't that we can't why can't we borrow you know Kindle strategy with pages left on any electronic devices and bring that to the analog uh, paper world, um, which which is you know a great insight. Uh, but the the thing that really you, you, you know kind of seals the deal for me was that for anyone that has the book or if they're going to pick up a, pick up the book, the whole intention was to write chapters that were short enough, three to four pages, that you can consume them as your mental fitness in the morning to start off your day if you're doing nothing. And if you have a system in place or practices, then you can you can layer this in. There's there's obviously the intention is to provide some good reflections and narratives to support them. Uh, in a short amount of time so that, you know, we don't fall into that, I don't have time to do this, right? And the pages left, again, to your point, it's just a, another little subtle detail to show, okay, you know, again, while your coffee is brewing, like I have, I still read my own book. It sits right beside the coffee machine, right next to Robert Greene's Daily Laws. And those are the two books I pick up that are quick, starter points for me in the morning because then my mind starts fueled with healthy nutrition mm -hmm. good content right i'm not i'm not jumping into social media or news headlines i'm starting the day with a prime mind ready to go and just doing that you feel like you've already won the day so that you know that was a bit of the the, the premise behind the the pages left and just again showing that you could really get a lot in and you know five or ten minutes in terms of consuming one of the chapters got another question that's on the uh, time crafting trust premium youtube link right now which is and this may be forecasting what is the title of your next book and why is it that next title have you gotten that far yet or are you still kind of are you in the process i i am in the process it the the process has has taken a couple of twists and turns like as it should and and I value and appreciate that what is I don't have a title but what's consistent is the theme around who are you and I started working on the next book, next book concept and thinking of who are the people that have a lot of influence and have the chance to, to create a lot of impact just based on what they do as a career and so forth. And I started to think about the musicians um, that inspire us through their, their art. And because we all have a song that moves us, right? Like can shift our mental state. But then I started to think um, there's also a whole other story that's not being told when you look at, you know, performers like Shawn Mendes or Justin Bieber, who both just recently canceled their tours because of their mental health. I want to know what are you doing to, what are you doing now? Like how, what questions did you ask to build the courage to a cancel that tour? And most importantly, what are the things you're doing to train your mind to come back stronger? What does that look like? You know, who are you and who are you striving to become? That's the through line. Mm -hmm. So I started working on a book concept and being, I'm um, being pointed in the direction of more of a limited film series. So if there are any producers out there listening, I am looking for a producing partner, but that's, that's the next big project is, is around again, the mental fitness, the questions that are fueling the minds of, of people doing a really great work that are, are um, all over very relatable to any of us. Because the questions make all of this stuff relatable, right? Like Picasso is one of the profiles in the book. Mm -hmm. I mean, his questions are very relatable to any of us. Yeah, there's Tolkien and there's this Kobe Bryant. There's, there's, I mean, and you alluded to how to read the book. Like, I mean, it's not, 
much like the 12 hour walk, like you could walk for one hour a day, 12 days in a row and just have the same, you could, you could get the same impact. Same thing with the book. If you read the book all in one go, I don't, I don't think it would have, I think it's, I think it defeats the purpose, right? Totally. I think think you have to kind of bit by bit, bit by bit kind of, and, and that way you can dwell on it and ruminate, right? Well, and you, with any book, I mean, the way to get the most out of books is to really pick a book or in this case, a chapter or a set of questions that links to something that you're, you're thinking about right now or that you're trying to solve, because then all of a sudden the knowledge that you're picking up, you can flip it into action. Yeah. So that's why for the book, I, I suggest, uh, you know, to just skim the table of contents and look at, see where your finger naturally stops. It might be the person profile or it might be the prompt, but there's a reason your, your finger stopped there. And because there is a reason behind that intuitive hunch, you'll probably get the most out of it. And the, the reason I, you know, I said that I, I often turn to my own book is, is depending on what's going on, if there's something in my mind that uh, is bothering me or flip side, I'm trying to ideate at another level and trying to come up with you know, really unique ideas. I know there are, there are profiles in here that'll ask me questions and, and also the narratives to support them that will inspire me to think differently. All right. One last question before we wrap up. And that actually was a beautiful way to kind of segue into it because I this was not something I thought about. But I'm looking inside the table of contents. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what question is the one that is probably the, the one I would look at first and probably revisit more regularly right now than yeah. anything else, which will probably my goal is anyone who's listening to this now will go, I wonder why? Because the, the question that because actually by the time this is released, you may have a sense. But um uh, those that are watching the the video live, uh, the Time Crafting Trust Premium members, this is the question that I'm kind of pondering, and and you know it, it's in part one, which is get clear. It's Robin Williams's question: What does mm. it mean to be unapologetically me? That's a big one. So that's mine. What's yours? Mine right now is how can I meet the world as it is. And that's in Jerry Colonna's uh, chapter and profile. As I always find when, when the world feels heavy, uh, it's, it's helpful to uh, jump into a question like that because it usually, le- well, in the chapter, it leads to the, the notion that everything is impermanent mm-hmm. and that the good, the bad, everything's in cycles. A storm may come through, but the, it'll pass and so forth. So for me, I turn to that one just whenever, I, you know, whenever my mind feels heavy and it just immediately resets it that this is just a moment in time. It's, it literally can be just a you know, paragraph in my chapter of like book of life type thing, right? So which links to the other profiles that I usually you know, uh, revisit the most is just what story am I creating for myself? What chapter am I, uh, what's the next chapter looking like? And it's, that's a fun journaling process, right? It's, it doesn't always have to be about releasing tension or anxiety or, or depressive thoughts. It can be very, um, you know, uplifting on the other side of just designing the, the, the life of your dreams and just letting your mind go there, right? right. Like go, go to the, let your uh, imagination run wild. Mark, this has been a great conversation. Uh, the book is called Personal Socrates, Questions That Will Upgrade Your Life from Legends and World-Class Performers. It is well written. It is well crafted. It is a phenomenal piece of piece of art that I'm holding on to right here. So uh, you know, uh, all all around. Where can people pick up the book and keep up with the work that you're doing? 
Oh, thanks, Mike. I mean, the uh, I, obviously I'm going to plug Baron Fig. The, you can get the book directly from from Baron Fig's website. But if you go to if you go to my website uh, behindthehuman.com, I have links uh, in terms of where you can get it. Whether you want an uh, an audible version or uh, the hard copy, I do suggest the hard copy for all the reasons that you mentioned, Mike, and and even. You know, I'm encouraging people to slow down and write in the book. And, you know, there are small things like the book stays open when you write in it. It has mm. Baron Figs, you know, lay flat um, notebook technology, which is nothing more annoying than when you're writing a book and the thing just flips around and you lose your page. So, you know, I do encourage the uh, the, the hard copy, but it's available in, in e-format and auto, audible as well. Mark, thanks so much for having a productive conversation with me today. Thank you. I had a blast. Thanks to Mark for joining me on the program today. You can check out all of the links that we mentioned, any other helpful links as well at productivityist.com slash podcast 461. If you want to support the show, there's a couple of ways you can do that. Number one, you can subscribe to the show wherever you are listening to this podcast. That way you can find all of the archives simply, quickly, and also you won't miss a single episode of what's to come. Second way that you can support the show is by checking out the sponsors that were mentioned during this episode. Just go to productivityist.com slash podcast sponsors, check them out. And when you grab any of the products from that page, just let them know that you heard about them through this podcast. And finally, you might have noticed that there were some questions being asked during the conversation that didn't come from me, but came from an audience. Well, that's because members of Time Crafting Trust, premium members, they had access to this episode eons ago and it was live streamed as a private live stream if you want to learn more about how you can become a member of time crafting trust a premium member where you get access to focus fix sessions a ton of courses that i've put together and so much more all you have to do is click on the link in the show notes and you can learn more about that and sign up we'd love to have you that's it for this episode thanks so much for taking the time to join me and mark today during our productive conversation. Until next time, I'm Mike Vardy, the host of A Productive Conversation, reminding you to stop doing productive. Start being productive. See you later.